You are now listening to the Solomon Attention Podcast. So we all have our different philosophies or opinions about religion in our life and where we think that might fit. And I understand that this podcast, we have listeners all around the world, but I'm excited to be bringing with you two great guests. Uh, Ryan and Maya, hosts of the Last Hour podcast, have uh, so graciously joined the Solomon Titian podcast, and I'm looking forward to this conversation. How are you guys doing today? Doing good, Solomon. Fantastic. Thank you for having us. Man, yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. So so before we get into this, to this conversation, so tell us, tell our audience a little bit about you. You want to? <laughs> <laughs> well, that right there's the first thing about us. We always finish each other's sentences and say the same thing at the same time. So I'll let her go first. Let's do it. <laughs> well, I'm Maya. Uh, like you said, one of the hosts of the Last Hour podcast. We're also instructors of the class, The Mirror. And we just, yeah, we're launching an app called Heaven right now that is uh, aligning the soul of mankind back with the realm of heaven. So uh, I've been, I started my journey with. God. Uh, I was lost in the depths of addiction, uh, adultery, like all kinds of different demons that I was battling that really took me down into the depths of hell and kept me in bondage for a long time. I didn't know my self-worth. I didn't know that I was even valuable or could be valuable. I thought that, you know, if I lost the relationship that was abusing me, that I was going to, my life was going to end and there was nothing past that, you know, the normal, all, you know, worries that they implant in our heads and Satan implants in our heads that we, you know, we should fear or worry about that are irrelevant. But uh, I went from that to, you know, battling health issues and overcoming all that and using everything. And in that journey, God guided me through it all to overcome everything that ever came at my feet from, you know, the system to my health to my mental. um, I had, you know, where I wasn't, in the right state of mind, was disconnected from reality, all kinds of things, but God led me back to the truth and reality. So that's why I go so hard right now, screaming from every mountaintop about God and his glory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dope. My name is Ryan, and I started my journey with God uh, not knowing. It was back in 2017. It's when I actually um, I have an entrepreneur background. I got into marketing. I got into sales. I got into um, forex trading. I got into uh, drop shipping. All this type of stuff that you see in the entrepreneur space right now. I was back doing in t- uh, 2012, and that started my journey on personal development. So I started networking. I learned the value of myself. Um, learned how to make some money, and I also learned what not to do. Yeah. And it was back in. Um, 2017 when i started taking my journey with god without knowing it was actually god i called it the universe (laughs) i started trusting in myself i started trusting my intuition i quit three jobs i was working 90 hours a week at took the full length uh, the full leap forward into um, building my own marketing business uh, and i launched it very successfully i was trading i helped build a successful trading platform um i started working with multi-millionaires i worked with a billionaire out in scottsdale arizona And we had come up with multiple marketing tactics for uh, big restaurant chains that they were building out there and quickly realized that these people that I was working with, although they had money, were actually not happy. They were miserable. They were always stressed. And they had a very, very toxic way of doing business because it was like, I'll scratch your back 
um, but you got to do something for me. But the, the thing was, was that they kind of did that without you, without telling you up front that they were going to do that. So they did all these cool things for you, expecting you for now, you have to pay them back somehow. And that kind of really puts people in a bad situation. So I quickly got out of that, um, dropped everything, lost all my connections, lost a lot of money. And that's when I met her and started finding my way back to God to only choose the right path, only choose what amplifies me and makes the most sense so that we can restore heaven on earth. So after a few years going on that path, we now are here. We have a beautiful family. Yeah. Uh, we got the last hour podcast. We're launching an app and things are only getting better. Yeah, man. Hey, that's beautiful, man. So speaking of family, so if you guys had noticed, clearly they're married. Uh, yeah. And so so tell us a little bit about married life and, and, and you guys have uh, children as well. How, how's that been? Well, first, we're actually not technically married. Not by the system. We're well, married yeah. by God soul soul true marriage gotcha okay so and second we have four children three of them are mine from previous relationship and that i have with them right now and i'm also pregnant at the time we actually thought that i was in labor last night (laughs) and we thought and right before this podcast yeah i said oh lord i'm feeling it again but it went away quickly so congratulations (laughs) so if you go into labor again we're gonna end this episode (laughs) <laughs> I delivered my son two years ago in on an, an Airbnb, Airbnb. <laughs> on a bed. Yeah, so I did that, and it was it was great timing. It was. We're it was gonna get into that in just a second, but okay. So when we are eight years apart from each other as well, uh-huh. and he had never had children before. And at the time when we met each other, I was not with my children. I was still redeeming my soul and healing from all the things that I'd went through. And luckily my mother was helping me with children while I went through those things, because I was in an abusive marriage before I met Ryan. And after, when I left that marriage, that was when I went on my walk with God and I had to regain my confidence in myself and my ability to just walk on my own feet. Because in that marriage, it was, you do this, this, and this, and I'll take care of all this. But, you know, I didn't have any independence in it. Mm -hmm. I had no way of knowing how to handle the finances. I didn't know how to handle the household, just me and myself and I. Like, I could handle all the, hey, let me clean the house and do the laundry and the dishes and all that. I I got that, but I didn't know the financial part of it. So when it came to my marriage ending and me having to be on my own feet, God took me on a journey by myself. Mm He took me all over the place and my choices. He let my choices and my free will take me all over the United States, the Caribbean and everything, and introduce myself to different demons in the flesh and learn my lessons along the way and, you know, all of that. But when I met Ryan, he had never had children. But it was funny because when we found out we were pregnant, when we first met, we knew we're getting married. This was just a knowing from month two of being together. We just knew it. Um, we knew we were going to have a child together. We didn't know it was going to be seven months after we met, but with that, <laughs> that we would end up pregnant, but that's how it happened. And when we found out we were pregnant, he goes, I'm good. I feel like I've done this with you a million times before over and over in lifetime. So I know what I'm doing. Yeah. He didn't look at nothing. He didn't study nothing about having a child. He didn't freak out. Not one time. And we both planned from the beginning to have the child at home because that's what God guided us to do. He guided us to protect my womb, like the kingdom of heaven and not let anybody that was going to cause chaos in our reality, come around us, not to tether ourselves to anything that was going to drag us down, not to put anything in our body that was going to drain our soul or harm our child and, and all of that. So we let God guide us through the whole thing. And 
we conceived February 14th, 2019, and I gave birth February 14th, 2020. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And people are like, what? Yes, 12 months I carried that child because God was using my body to prove that this Western medicine, this Roman men that said this is how long birth is supposed to be. And then they manipulated the whole birthing system and all of that. He was using my body to show me that I don't need a middleman. I don't need a doctor to be intervening between a process that God created to be between me and him. And so he gave me that strength and that power and that knowing that I got this, I can do this. And that you just don't understand what if when you give birth to something on your own, without a doctor, without medication, without anything, and you realize that it's simple and you can do it and it's not a medical emergency, the, the man, the confidence you get from that, the knowing of your inner strength of what God gave you as a womb man, you know, like it's, it's intense. So anyway, I had those three kids. Other than that, he delivered wisdom in, in the Airbnb, like we said. <laughs> And when he met the kids, they all just fell in love. And what's interesting is every person we met said that they look like they're already his kids. Like they wow. would have never even been able to tell that they weren't his. And they just all came together like it was always meant to be. Yeah. But I'll let you continue from there. Yeah. I mean, for me, uh, coming, I'm going to go back into my previous relationship before I met Maya. I, um, I grew up very low self-esteem, uh, lack of confidence in myself. I, I was very overweight as a child. So I always didn't feel right. Um, I didn't feel like I fit in. And I kind of just tried to be under the radar every now and then until I got into sports. Uh, sports changed my life completely with a whole new mentality. And that started giving me a whole new outlook on life. And um, But I was still lonely inside when it came to relationships. I still didn't know what to do. And I ended up getting into a relationship because, you know, I was looking for one. And uh, if anybody knows the Bible, seek and you shall find, you know, there's that. Doesn't deep, mean it's meant for us. Doesn't, so. Yeah, doesn't mean <laughs> it's always meant for us. So I went out looking for a relationship and would you know, I found one. And, <laughs> and it was cool at first because, you know, I, we were both into each other, you know, physically. Oh, she looks good. or I look good, whatever it was. And um, I stayed in that relationship for two years and it was very toxic because she cheated on me four times and I still stayed with her. Um, she wanted a kid before she could even, you know, fully understand herself. And that told me she was jumping into things before she could even think about it logically. Um, and then she stressed me out. Wanted, she tried to conform me into being something I just didn't feel called to be. Yeah, and I, because me not having a lot of confidence in myself, I started thinking okay maybe this is what i'm supposed to do maybe this is how what you're supposed to do in a relationship so yeah. you know i dropped out of college for her um tried to switch colleges didn't end up working try to join the military couldn't join the military because i had adderall and they said you have to be off it for two years and found myself you know uh school schoolless uh uh sportless and you know kind of just on a depressed downhill roller coaster and uh after that, after about a couple of years, I finally just, you know, I had enough. I was getting done with it and I left that relationship. She got with somebody else immediately after and got pregnant three months later. And I kind of just left everything behind at that, that aspect and started working on myself. That's when I went full time, you know, entrepreneur, I'm doing me, I'm going to just figure this thing out and yeah. went down that whole path. And it was, it was interesting because after that relationship, I never once decided to look for one. And that actually allowed me to focus on doing what I love. And 
when I was on the entrepreneur path, I actually built up a very big brand in my name. Uh, I want to say big brand, but every time I went on Facebook live, I get over a thousand views like in that day and would just kind of build it from there. And one thing I always preach to my following is that, you know, stop looking for relationships because everybody is, it was in that phase when Tinder kind of came out, Bumble was a thing and everyone just like swipe left, swipe right, like hook up, hook up, hook up. So everyone's just like fiending for something. And, uh, I was just telling people, yo, stop, like focus on you, because if you go out and you try to find somebody right now, you are sabotaging yourself. And this is before I even dove into God, before I even understood, like overstood the concept of how important it is to work on yourself was. And well, I knew that part, but I told people, yo, just focus on you. And when you're doing the thing that you love, you will find the person that you love doing the same thing. And it's funny because you won't even notice her or him at first because you're going to be so passionate about doing the things that you're doing. You won't have time for a relationship because you're doing you. You love your life. And that's what ended up happening to me. I was so focused on doing what I loved. I was very amped. I was doing lives all the time. And um, I met Maya. And when we first met each other, I'd never looked at her as like, oh my God, like I want to be with you or we're a thing. Like I met when she met me, I had a, I was walking a girl out of my house. I just stayed over that night and I'd regret it that night because I was like, I just didn't even care for her to be there. It was more just like a, I'm bored and I want to do something real quick. Yeah. Doesn't do someone. And I just, <laughs> I had her come over. That's real. Yeah, mm-hmm. seriously. And I let her go and I was like, Hey, I'll be right back. Drop, let her leave at like eight o'clock in the morning. I came back and I was like, hi, I'm Ryan. Nice to meet you. <laughs> And from there, it was just like strictly platonic. You know, she had her thing. I had my thing. We lived in the same house for about a month. And we started noticing things about ourselves that were so similar. It was more like every like 10 seconds, we were double taking each other. Like, wait, you think that too? Like, Mm. and that's so weird for me at the time, because I was like, there's no one that thinks like I do, especially an opposite gender. Like women thinking the same way I do. The only type of women I saw that were thinking the same way I do were like multimillionaires or billionaires, or they were just already older than me. So I already had like this attraction towards older women because their minds were so far ahead of the younger women. I'm 27 at the time I was 22, 23. So I was like, the girls my age were dumb as hell. (laughs) Nobody's focused on their future. Like everybody was just out and about doing their thing. So I was so amazed. Like, how she's saying all these things. And I'm just like, right there. I'm like, yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> I'm right with yeah. You. Like, Drop the truth. Let's <laughs> like, yeah. And that's when I started noticing things and we started talking more to each other and things started clicking. And then uh, it was in July, 2018 that we went on to, um, we went to, uh, I was working with a Forex trader at the time and we were trying to close a $200 million deal with the guys over in Germany. And, uh, we go to sit down and we're sitting there talking to these people and she has this thing called the universe. I'm not going to go drive into that at the moment, but she starts trying to tell people about it. And intuitively without me knowing all the details about it, I was in sync with her and I'm, I'm sitting there hearing her say this stuff for the first time and I'm presenting it with her. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, felt in so cold in front of all my friends. And yeah. they're like, who, what are you doing? I'm like, do you not see how this makes sense? And they're like, what right. are you talking about? And I'm like, <laughs> Am I crazy? Like, yeah. I'm sitting there explaining it. And after that whole night of just sheer alignment, sheer synchronicity, we, she told me that she'd do anything for me. And I said, oh, I'd, I'd do the same thing for her. And from that moment on, we've been right here, neck and neck. We have been wow. like the best friends. I don't think we've been away from each other a second no. since then. That was three years ago. And we've and, never even had a fight. Yep. Yeah. And 
And this was before I, you know, truly, truly loved her. It was more like I appreciated her. I was grateful for her. And that kind of sprouted more into love. I told her I was an onion and that you have to kind of peel back my layers. Mm -hmm. You know, I I come from a traumatic past when it comes to women. And she Mm -hmm. came from a traumatic past when it comes to men. So I was like, she's been through the worst of it, the worst than me. But I was like, I I need to, you know, you got to peel back my layers as we continue this journey. And she found my core, man. And now we're we're here doing our thing and everything is perfect. Uh, Our communication is key. That's actually one of the the biggest things of why our relationship is successful is because we're very transparent with each other. Um, I don't belittle her. She doesn't belittle me. We were in full communication. And when something is not right, we, we immediately correct it. And we even check it, check on each other every now and then. Like if she's doing something that's not in the right state of mind, like I'll get her out of her funk. Yeah. Same thing for me. She'll get me out of my funk because we know that that type of energy is not what's going to make anything flourish in our life. We have to be consistently in the present moment, not dwelling on the past, not depressed, not having anxiety, just Mm -hmm. living each day, growing, amplifying each other and making sure that we are in alignment with God. And we check each other, which is what most couples won't do. They'll get offended by by their partner checking you. Like people are scared of the truth. We don't like we don't get emotional we don't attach ourselves to our emotions. So if, if we, either one of us are doing something that's detrimental to the flow of our kingdom, because you yeah. want to talk about our marriage, we, this is our kingdom and we treat it as such. This isn't a game to us. We are protecting our kingdom and our back and each other. And every step that we take every action, we're being considerate to each other. Yeah. So, yeah. and that's, that's kind of where we're at now. I mean, everything is just constantly, it's changing, but it's, we're growing at the same time. If we experience some set of emotional testing, we know that it's a test prepping us for something else and we fight through it and yeah. not in a we bad way, but not it. fight we, through it. We just, we let everything flow, but we know exactly. We discern what, through it. If you want to say it properly, go. we yeah, discern yeah. through it and we make the right choices, no matter what's in front of us. We don't just jump on things. We make sure that every decision we make it's calculated and that it's for the best interest for our family, for God and for our health. And wow. we won't rush into it. We will wait for the last hour, which is why we named our podcast that because God works in, and reveals truth in the last hour. So yeah. anything, any opportunity that somebody brings to us is like most people, they get an opportunity for somebody wants to fund your business or give you a million dollars or a hundred million dollars. And you're like, yeah, yeah. What do I need to send you? How can I get it to you? And I'm yeah. like, why do you even want to be here? Why do you want to give me your money? Why do I want to tether myself to your that's money? That's one of those. <laughs> see, that's one of those things where it's like, I'll scratch your back if you scratch mine type of shit. Yeah. And we're like, no, we don't care if you give. We don't want your money. Yeah. What's your energy? We've declined. Are you all already. in on what we're doing with us? Like, people are you all about this? People you try know? to buy it out, brand, buy out our brand already. And we're like, no. It's not we've, for sale. We have been offered upwards of $330 trillion in our career, and we have turned down every single dime of That's it. That's not a made-up figure. Like no. that, there's a lot of people with accounts that have trillions of dollars sitting in them right now, and they're nobody nobody knows about. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ghosts. Well, you know, just listen to you guys, and I know that our viewers, there's so many different nuggets that you guys have taught us about life and relationships and walking through walking through trauma. But I think the, the single question I want to ask you, how is your faith so strong? And that's probably a loaded question. <laughs> right. But if you could sum it up in a minute or two per, how, how, where does it come from? What, what talk to, because I think that there are so many millennials out there that, that 
no matter where they are, are, are grappling with this idea of faith and, and, and grappling with this idea of religion and where it might fit in their life. And I, I heard both of your stories, and I know that there's so many people that can relate to that. And you guys are very open and transparent about how your faith has helped you grow. So talk a little bit about that. Where, where does that come from? So I'll, I guess I'll say it from my, from my perspective, coming from a guy that didn't like to say the word God. So for anybody watching that is like, ah, I don't know about that word. I'd rather say universe or I'm, I'm more like entrepreneur law of attractions, more vibe, my vibe. What got me to do all of it was when she sat me down and showed me the whole thing. And life is one massive algorithm. Okay. Just like how we know math two plus two God is math. for yes. sure equals four best coder in existence, right? God is code. Everything is code. Energy is code. Your decisions is a binary system in a sense of you can go left, you can go right, you can go straight right to the side. Any choice you make has an outcome. And no matter what, it's an, if you want to go that route, okay, that's one plus this emotion is plus two plus set intention plus three equals six. You know, it's going to always equate to something. So what builds my faith is knowing that I have the specific algorithm. I know the exact variables that need to go into each equation to make sure that every choice that I make comes out to be the best choice for God. And that if I make a decision based in heaven, based in um, trust in the in God, based on faith that everything's going to work out, no matter how things may look in the moment, I know it's working out for me at the time in the future. You see, a lot of people, they'll go out and they'll make a decision out of fear that they don't have enough money, lack of fear they're not good enough. So they'll try to twist their world to make sure that they kind of fit in to feel better about themselves in this manipulated world Satan has created. So they, they try to fit in and they end up hurting themselves because they're not conscious or aware of what that decision is actually doing to them and everybody else around them. So for me, I know a hundred percent that if I make a decision, it's going to benefit me in the future. I know that the intention behind the decision is going to come no matter what, with something amazing, blissful heaven is a result of my choices. So when I have faith, I know no matter what, it's going to work out because it's all one equation. It's all yeah. it is. It's, it's And it, it comes from experience though. Like you don't have, okay. So when you first start out and you're on the other side of it, you're in fear. I was once there. We've all been, you don't know if all, you know, is struggle and all, you know, is suffering. So when somebody you're going to pick the lesser suffering than the worser suffering, that's really all you're picking. You're not picking a complete opposite gra greener grass on the other side in that moment, because you don't even know that it exists. So it's not until you start to trust in God that everything is going to work out for you and then see that it works out for you that now you have finite proof that it did work out for you. And then you go, okay, so it did that time. So I'm going to do it this time too. And then that comes back and then it comes yep. firsthand nature. And then your faith is just all, you know, by the end of it, it's not something that you have to try to do anymore. Yeah. It's that experience of constantly taking the leap of faith, not knowing what's going to happen, just knowing you're going to be caught and doing that for years, you see the equation and that, mm -hmm. Your, your whole ideology behind that leap of faith is literally going to, it's going to justify 
whether or it's going to make sure whether you get caught or you're going to hit the ground yeah that's that's really it like you just got to know you're going to be caught you can't worry because the moment you have a fraction of doubt your wings get clipped right it's like a physical thing my molecules my atoms my very essence cannot take up the same physical space that her body is right now it can't work like that i'd be breaking the, the laws of the universe we have two separate bodies they can't exist in the exact same place that's the same thing for your emotions and your faith you mm -hmm. can't have faith oh yeah guys i believe i believe and then you go home and then you have that slithered out that kind of sabotages your whole thing because that little thing of doubt that, that green, mustard seed of doubt that man tiny seed it just sabotages everything so you have to have unwavering faith you have to trust in the unknown that everything is working out even if it doesn't look like it, it could look like hell is breaking loose. It could look like the whole world's falling apart. Or you could trust that your world is falling together and that God is taking away pieces in your life that were not meant to be. Because as he takes something away, something else is replaced with it. But you have to trust that that's what's happening. Because the moment you go from, oh my God, I lost this. What am I doing? I'm a failure. Guess what? That's just what's going to happen. Your whole reality is going to turn into a shit show and everything's going to get lost. You're going to lose your faith and everyone, everyone you think you love and hope you're going to start pushing away because you, you don't want them to be around you and you think you're not enough and causes depression. People start making dumb choices and it backfires. Wow. And it's sad that that's the reality of what's happening, but all people want to be is happy, loved, and they feel like they're they have a purpose, but they forget what, that they have to do all of those things inside themselves first. Yep. So what wow. better way to do that than to test your faith by taking the leap and seeing how it unfolds? Yeah. Like what, what can you lose if you take a leap of faith? Money? I mean, cool. yeah, you can go there's right things, anywhere, right? There's things that you can think of that you could potentially lose for taking the leap of faith. But at the end of the day, as long as you are breathing and you have food and you know, you have a roof over your head, even if it's not for a night. As long as you take that leap of faith and you value yourself, God is always going to provide. That's one thing that God always showed me is that as long as I didn't let other people abuse me, as long as I didn't tolerate that type of suffering that hell would bring to my doorstep, that he would provide the means for me to walk the path back to him always, that I never had to worry about it. And in the narrow path is individual path. It's not a path that all of us take together. The, yeah, the yeah. highway to hell is very wide and lots of people on it, but the, the path to heaven is a healing path. And you and I and Ryan, we all have different traumas. We all have different things we have to heal in our soul. And therefore we can't take the same steps, have the same experiences, have the same uh, revelations from God and all of it, or the same uh, him direction that he's given us to get, to get, there. To get there. Though we're going to the same destination, we all have our own singular path of getting there. We're all big wow. puzzle pieces. God is one big jigsaw puzzle. He's got yeah. the picture already laid out. The and thing we're is, all the pieces. He, he took away the, the picture, though. And what he's saying is you got to trust yourself to find all the other pieces that are supposed to fit together so that when the picture comes together, you'll know and you you'll won't have to worry. You'll be standing in heaven on earth at that point. That's it. You yeah. your wow. Piece. Do your wow. thing. You'll find the rest of the pieces. Wow. This was amazing. We're we going to have you back on the podcast. You guys <laughs> are uh, just amazing how you broke broke that down. And, and I know that it has encouraged me, your faith story. And I know that for so many others that are listening, uh, you've encouraged and give some some hope and some a path because, because faith um, 
is, is a journey. And, and so how can we, uh, you got a great podcast out and, and I want to have you back. I mean that, but how can we, how can listeners find you, connect with you, get to your podcast, your Instagram, uh, any programs you have going on? Uh, how, how can we connect with you? All right. So on Instagram or not Instagram, but YouTube, we have the last hour podcast so they can see us at like the actual video. We're also on Spotify, Anchor. Apple, Anchor, Breaker, pretty much reason any podcast yeah. platform. We're on it. Yeah, okay. we're on it. We have people that are constantly trying to get us to join new ones, but um, just look up the last hour podcast on any social media. You'll find us. If you want to look up our class, look up the mirror on Facebook. And you'll find us that way. Even if you just only found us on Instagram or another platform through the last hour podcast, we have a link on the last hour podcast description for our videos. And each one of the, like it goes to everything that we have. So they'll be able to go there. It's thing is God's will. One, one, four, four. It's the, it's a universe thing. You just have to find it there until we Absolutely. get our other domain yeah. up. But yeah, absolutely. Well, man, thank you so much, Ryan and Maya, host of the last hour podcast. So much inspiration. Mm-hmm.